Good morning. Welcome to Mac. Glad to have you here this morning with us. Wandering in the night, wanting a place to hide this weary soul. This bag of bones Oh, I try with all my might But I just can't win the fight I was slowly drifting A vagabond Can you sing it this morning? Just when I ran out of road I met a man I didn't know And he told me that I was not alone But he picked me up Picked me up Turned me around Placed my feet on solid ground I thank the Master I thank the Savior Because he healed my heart Changed my name Forever free I'm not the same I thank the Master I thank the Savior Oh, I thank God what I've seen I've got no choice but to believe my doubts are burned like ashes in the wind I love this so so long to my old friends burden and bitterness you can just keep it moving for you ain't welcome here Now till I walk streets of gold I'll sing of how you saved my soul This wayward son has found his way back home Yes You picked me up, you turned me around You placed my feet on solid ground Yes I do All because you healed my heart Changed my name Forever free, I'm not the same. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior, I thank God. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Thank you for saving me, Lord. I cannot deny what I've seen. Can you sing it? I cannot deny what I've seen. Got no choice but to believe my doubts are burning Like ashes in the wind So, so long to my old friends Burden and bitterness You can't just keep it moving No, you ain't welcome here Now till I walk streets of gold Sing of how you saved my soul This wayward son has found his way back home Forever Oh, you picked me up You turned me around You 
Place my feet on solid ground I thank the Master, I thank the Savior Because you healed my heart You changed my name forever free I'm not the same I thank the Master, I thank the Savior Can you thank him today? Hallelujah. I love this part. Hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. Thank you for redeeming me, God. I am free. I'm free indeed. Hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. Yes, I am. Oh, can you sing it again? Oh, hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. Yes, I am free. Hell lost another one. Because you hear my heart, change my name forever free. I'm not the same. I thank the master, I thank the savior. Oh, I thank God. into his house. This is his house to have his way. And we're believing that before the end of the day, again, that hell will have lost another one. That's why we're here. You say, Pastor, sometimes I can't get excited about these songs. I say that every time we sing that. If you can't get excited about hell lost another one. When I got saved, hell lost another one. When you got saved, hell lost another one. That's, that's something you ought to be able to shout about. Wake up, church. Hell lost another one. And I believe before the day's out that hell will lose another one. That's why we're here. That's what, can we welcome him in his house all over this place? Lord, we love you today. Lord, and I thank you that you're, that you're a God that's always reaching. Lord, that you're, that, that you're as close as the mention of your name. And I'm thankful to that you still save from the guttermost to the uttermost. I pray today in this service in this house today that that we will snatch another one from the world from from the gates of hell and that they will be brought out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light and we'll thank you for it and give you praise for it across this house in jesus name we ask it amen and amen you can be seated for me just for a moment if you will just continue to play a minute brandon we'll go ahead and give you announcements but I, there's something i want to talk to you about again really quick so first of all, before I forget, there's no service tonight. Everybody hear me? No service tonight. 
and said, today is the last day to sign up for the women's cookie decorating class. That is this Friday, June 3rd. Cost is $40. There's a sign-up sheet at the Welcome Center. I think there's been about a dozen signed up. So if you want to participate in that and you haven't signed up yet, we need to know today. Ladies Beach Retreat is also coming up soon. The deadline for first payment is June 5th with the remaining balance by July 3rd. Did you hear it? I'll say it again. Ladies Beach Retreat first payment is due by June 5th. Remaining balance is by July 3rd. And you can select the, the WM Beach Retreat Fund on the, on the online giving if you give that way. Royal Rangers will have a camp out July 7th through 9th. This is for all Royal Rangers. There's a sign-up sheet on the Welcome Center. Please see Pastor Jason, Commander Clifton, Commander Cody, Commodi Commander Nate for details. Commodi. See, just a couple weeks from today, I guess, I guess it's two weeks from today, that uh, from Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday morning, so Friday night, June 10th, Saturday night, June 11th, Sunday morning, June 12th at 10.30 on Sunday morning, Donnie Swaggart will be at Mag Church, so that's Friday night, 7 o'clock, Saturday night, 7 o'clock, Sunday morning, 10.30, Don Donnie Swaggart at Mag Church, and let's see, two weeks, I see, six, what is today, the 28th. So 18 days from now, Heather and I will be heading to Ghana, West Africa to build churches, get pastors through Bible school, feed the orphans. It's always a huge endeavor. Uh, we're nowhere near close to our budget yet. We're in the last two weeks. If you can help us, we appreciate it. Um, it's always just let the Lord lead you. He always meets it even if it's at the last minute. Yes? Amen. So, and what I wanted to discuss for you just a moment is uh, probably we'll hear more about it in the next few weeks because obviously this is a holiday weekend. Uh, a big percentage of us are out of town, and that's fine. Uh, everybody needs a break. But what I want to talk to you about is matters of security for just a moment. All right? That's an appro perfectly appropriate topic for the day. But uh, some things can only be communicated by just doing it. Yes? So one, there's one, one thing I want you to know, uh, not necessarily in light of the week's events, but it's not a bad time to talk about it, is that for weeks now, truly months, that MAG has been training security. Uh, your security of this church is paramount, right? You say, well, we live by faith. Well, I live by faith too, and God gave us a brain to, to, to plan, prepare, and, and, to, and to have things done right. So we, Mag Church does have a great security team that is literally spending hours and months in real training. Let me say a way to see a, a, a really good way to say this. They are, um, <laughs> they are equipped, okay? And they're being trained. You see, you see a rotation of the men in the four years. That's part of them, but they are also amongst you. Yes? And it's important. So the reason I'm bringing this to you is not so I can say we have a security team and they're being trained and they're amongst you and, and we have the equipment needed to stop a threat. And you read that any way you want to. But there's some things I need your cooperation and encouragement on. My cooperation. You need to understand that things are not like they used to be. 
This is a very family-oriented church. In other, when you join us, you're one of us. We have lots of new people here today. If you, we want Mag to be your home, you will be one of us day one. So that we're not saying we're family-oriented to the exclusion of ever, whoever comes in. When you come in, you're us. But I need everybody to understand some things and cooperate. And this is why the, the side doors of the sanctuary are, are for emergency exits. They are, they are in place for one reason, and that is a fire or an active shooter or some threat. The, the bathroom exits are the back doors. You hear? Are you, I'm, you say, this, in, this is important. I need, you to, I need you to help me. The back doors are the, are the bathroom exits. If you go out into this way, we, you go straight into our children. If you go this way, we have people that come. We have new people every week. Our security people know who our people are, but when there are people in the wrong places in the building at the wrong time, there's, that leaves no choice other than to have a conversation. It's not a confrontation necessarily. It's a conversation. Are you with me? So the best way to understand it is, is to understand how things work, and the back doors are for the restaurant, not the side doors. Okay, that being said, in service times, not always the back halls, the fellowship hall, the side halls are all closed. They're, they're not for through traffic. Now, some people, we're telling you this because if we don't, somebody's going to get up really upset with, I'm going to try, can I, can I just be real about it? Hey, new people, this is me. I'm just, I, just, I just come out with it, all right? If we don't talk about it, somebody's going to come the, to the security people or the pastor or both and say, I've been going to church here all my life. And now somebody's telling me where I can and can't go. We're not trying to control you. We are trying to keep you safe and your children. Let me put it a different way. We are going to keep you safe and our children. So we don't want those kind of confrontations. That's why we talk about it. Okay? We've spent the last four weeks, they're in, they've been installing surveillance inside, outside, everywhere. There's hardly a spot on the property that there's not a camera on it. I want you to know that. That's not because that's not, uh, we want to watch you pick your nose in the hall. In fact, if we don't have a reason, we don't even look at it. But the reasons for that are, are liabilities, one, but it's so security can know if there's somebody in the building that we don't know and they're in the wrong place. Are you hearing me? Part of, how many of you know God, the Bible says that God does everything in decency and in order? How many of you know that? There's a few more things that's going to be really touchy for, especially, Mag, home folks know it because we've, we've, planted it from the day we arrived in Mauriceville. The time to go to the restroom for you and your children is before service. The time for you to go to the restroom for you and your children is before service. Decency and in order. There's two, everybody, look at me. Say, I've never been... This is why this church is thriving, is because we communicate and do things right. Look at me. Then we're going back to worship here. And just, it's important. 
There's a few things you need to, the number one reason for saying any of that is security. That's the number one reason. The number two reason is because there's been a lot of extracurricular movement in the last few months, and it's very distracting and to, the, to the people around you, to the pastor, to the whole worship service. And I promise you, Mom and Daddy, listen to me, I promise you, Mom and Daddy, that at school they're not getting up and roaming around at will. They know when to go to the restroom, and they know when to sit down. Grown people too. Everybody understands medical conditions or emergencies, so don't go there. But I've seen, I've seen teenagers lately that have three emergencies of service. Every service. Wednesday night, are you still with me? Wednesday night, same thing. We need everybody to understand that has people in youth and in, when, they, when they go up the stairs, they're to go to the restrooms and everything before they go because they are not coming back down. Hear me, mom and dads, hear me. If they don't have an emergency because, again, it's security. It's not control. It's security and learning how to act. I believe it or not, people don't just know how to act in church. We're discovering that. And we've had one, let us be real frank about it. You know, we talk about emergencies. I'm going to tell you something about youth and emergencies. If you have an emergency every Wednesday night at 8.15, if you have an emergency every time the song service ends and the preacher comes to the pulpit, if you have an emergency every time you end, this, you end the, this, the message and you make an altar call, are you hearing me? We can't have people out in the... It's just... It's the world we live in. And not only that, it's respect for the house of God. One more thing. And this is pure security. because we, we, I grew up in a world where you didn't wear your hat in the building. Did y'all? Much less in the church house. But I recognize we live in a different world, so this is not about that. Did you hear me? Security. No head coverings. No head coverings in the sanctuary. Don't wear your hat in the building. I'm telling you this so you know and so you don't get mad when somebody confronts you. It's the same reason you can't wear your hat in the bank. Hello? Now having said all of that, MAG is growing and thriving. Exploding, in fact. The only place we still have room in this building, I mean, it's a holiday weekend right now, but the only place we still have room in this building to grow is this sanctuary. The youth room is full. The MAG kids' rooms are full. The Sunday school rooms are full. The children's churches are full. The ranger rooms are full. The missionettes' rooms are full. We are exploding. And we want to continue to. And the only way to do that is to communicate and be healthy. And the only way we can do this in today's world is to communicate the wise. I guess I should, there is one more thing I forgot to tell you security-wise. Once service starts, the doors are locked. Always have been, if you didn't know that. 
you're not locked in. Nobody's locked in. You can, we have emergency breakaways on every door. You gotta leave, you're not, locked, you're not locked in. The world is locked out. We have people in the foyer, they know our home folks. If you're late running for service, they're gonna, they're gonna be a greeter to you. That's all they're gonna do. They're gonna open the door for you and say, good morning, it's good to see you. If there's, if there's, it's the first line of stopping a tragedy. It's the people in the foyers and the locked doors. So that means, again, Mom and Dad, I want to talk to you just a second. That means if they're under 18, all the security people have been told that they cannot leave the building. What service has started? If they're coming back in, they're not leaving. Do you hear me? If they're under 18, if they leave, they're leaving. So don't send them to the car for your, for your jacket. Don't send them to the car for what? If you need to go to the car, you go. Because the security is going to do their job, and if confrontation comes, then it's going to come to me, and nobody's going to like me. And the whole time, all we're trying to do is to prevent what happened in California, what happened in Buffalo, what happened in west of San Antonio. Does everybody, I know it's Sunday morning. I know I've taken 10 minutes. But does everybody understand? And the reasons have we communicated and, and shown you that we that we care and we love and we just want you to know the whys. Because sometimes people that don't have to deal with it don't don't have to deal with the insurance companies, the security people don't understand the whys. They think it's personal. And the only thing personal about it is to keep you safe. You and your kids. Amen. Amen. Who still loves their pastor? We have our ushers. We'll receive our Sunday morning tithe and offering. Don't forget about West Africa. If the Lord's laying anything on your heart, we need your help. Brian, won't you bless that when you get here? Stand with us again. about that today. 
Oh, he's coming on the clouds. Kings and kingdoms will bow down. And every chain will break. His broken hearts declare his praise. Who can stop the Lord? Oh, can you sing it? Our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah. He's roaring with power. He's fighting our battles. Every knee will bow before Our God is the Lamb. He's the Lamb that was slain. With the sins of the world, His blood breaks the chains. Every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. Every knee will bow before Him. Yes, they will. So open up the gates, make way before the King of Kings. God who comes to save is here. He's here this morning to set you free. Our God is the Lion. He's the Lion of Judah. He's roaring with power fighting our battles. Every knee will bow before Him. Our God is the Lamb. He's the Lamb that was slain for the sins of the world. His blood breaks the chains. Every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. Every knee will bow before Him. And who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord? We serve Almighty God. Hallelujah. Can't stop the Lord Almighty. Who can't stop the Lord Almighty? Who can't stop the Lord Almighty? Yes. Who can't stop the Lord Almighty? Who can't stop the Lord? Our God is the Lion. He's the Lion of Judah. He's roaring with power. He's fighting our battles. Every knee will bow before Him. Our God is the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain for the sins of the world. Thank you, Lord. Every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. Every knee will bow before our God. Our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah. He's roaring with power and fighting my battles. Every knee will bow. Our God is the Lamb, is the Lamb that was slain for the sins of the world. Your blood. Every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. Every knee will bow before Him. 
every knee, every tongue will confess, amen, that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah.
the veil is torn, the doors fling wide, I see glorious, I run inside your throne room, before you, Lord, I bow, your holy God, the veil is torn.
church we can we can get as close to God as we want to we can go as far in as we choose see there was a time when there was only the that you had that you had to have an office to get you closer there was a time where there was a court of the Gentiles where a proselyte couldn't, couldn't even come but just within the walls of the temple and the court of the women where they could only come so far then there was then there was then there was then you could keep going further when the priesthood you could come into the holy place and one man once a year could go into the holy of holies one man, once a year. 
But I read in the gospel whenever Jesus was making a final dying declaration on the cross, and when he declared that it is finished, he meant the work is done, it's complete. Victory was won right there, it is finished. And the Word of God says that when he declared it as finished and gave up the ghost, it says that the veil of the temple at that moment was rent, was torn from top to bottom. It wasn't like tearing a bed sheet. This some 60 foot tall layers, three foot deep, separating the world from the holy place. But when he paid the price, it says that, 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 that he instantly opened it up from, from heaven to earth. And the writer of Hebrews then declares that now that I can come, that you can come boldly into the throne of grace and obtain help in your time of need. Listen, we can come. We, can come, we need to remember today with all the turmoil around us and the crisis in our minds and the weight of the world that I know we, we all feel it. But today I can come, you can come this morning, right now. You can come boldly into the throne. You can, he, he, he has made a way so we can go in. Can you sing it? Can you sing that one more time? Take me in. Take me Is that your prayer this morning? It's more than just a song. It's a prayer. It's a request. Of the Take me Take me past the outer court. Take Sing it. Think about what you're singing. Into the holy place, past the brazen altar. Lord, I want to see your face. Pass me by the crowds of people, the priests who sing your praise. I hunger and thirst for your righteousness. And it's only found one place. Take me in. Ask him. Take me in. Lord, take me in. Take me in in this house. Take me in. Hallelujah, take me in. yourself to him right now 
Here I am. Here I am. I'm calling. Present yourself to him right now. Here I am. I'm calling. Lord, I'm calling.
why do we need to be in His presence? The Bible of God says that in His presence is the fullness of joy. And in His right hand, pleasures forevermore. In His presence, there's fullness of joy. In His right hand, are pleasures forevermore. I need His joy today. Fullness of joy. Why? Because the Word declares that the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. If I'm wore out, I'm exhausted, I'm stressed out, bent out, put out, I need to be in His presence. I need to be in His presence. Never take for granted that He's made a way to walk into His very presence. The Word of God says that what He's given to us that the angels look in on and want to know about. They're around the throne of God and it says what He's given to us that the angels look in and want to know about, want to experience. We need His presence today. Let me say it a different way. I've got to have His presence today. I've got to have His presence. We've got to have His presence. Thank you, Jesus, for your spirit in this house. Thank you for the presence of the Lord. If you're in the altars, you feel free to be there. The altars are always open at Mag Church. Hallelujah. Before we take a text this morning, I want to be careful to remember something that I'm proud to say is not politically correct, it's just correct. <laughs> I would be remiss if I didn't remember what we honor this weekend. Not because I'm an American, but because I'm a child of God. And because I'm an American. I told the Sunday school this morning at the close that we need to remember that every, every freedom and every right and every grace that we have was paid for in blood. My, my freedom to come into the Holy of Holies was paid for in blood. When I overcome, when this life is over and I stand in the presence of the Lord, according to John the Revelator, it's going to be because of the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We over, everything we have is paid for in blood, including today the freedom for me to stand here on a, behind a lectern in a church and for you to walk in in freedom and worship as you see fit was paid for in blood. So yes, I'm going to honor those who paid the price for me to be here today. I'm thankful. I've told even my children that we have a generation that is, but we're so far removed from threat that we have forgotten what it cost to bring us to this place. Because see, I sat on my grandfather's knee when I was a little boy and had him talked about being dropped behind enemy lines in, in Germany and surviving the Battle of the Bulge. And I, I've, I felt the shrapnel that was still in his cheek. I, I've, I've, I've looked at the gold teeth in the front where, where his life was that close 
where his teeth were shot, his front two teeth were shot out, but on the on the way by. I've heard him tell me about the days that, that they went into the concentration camps where where that where the Jews were so thrilled to be liberated, liberated, set free. They were set free in blood. I stand here because of blood. That there was such an over, he said there, there was rows and rows and rows of body behind, bodies stacked up beyond human cons- comprehension while survivors were, were, were so thrilled and, and trying to hug and kiss and, and that they were having to knock out people with rifle butts to be able to fight for their life. So yes, I'll be upset when somebody can't, can't, can't honor this, the price that was paid. I will honor the price that was paid. Every, free, every freedom you have is because of the blood of the Lord, of Jesus and the people who were willing to stand for what freedom is. Freedom is not an American concept. Look at me and listen. If you're watching by live stream and you hate that I'm saying it, freedom is not an American concept. It's God-given. Paid for in blood. And the Word of God says that it's by the Spirit of God that there's freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Freedom. That means where it's not, there isn't. Thank you. Would you, if you would like to just say thank you, honor the blood sacrifices that cause, could you just, the best way you know how, just honor the people. Thank you, yeah. Yeah, that's appropriate. That's absolutely appropriate. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And everybody said amen. Amen. Thank you, worship team. Today we're going to begin in Hebrews 11. That We just have, just so we no confusion, we have the younger GAC today, just junior GAC. Fifth Sunday we, we keep the kids in morning service except for the youngest. If you want to know why we do that, it's because we, I'm never going to pastor a church that kids go from cradle to grave and don't know what it's like to be in a worship service. Amen. We're thankful for children's ministries. We need them. We have them. People get saved at Mag Church in children's ministries. But how are they ever going to know that there's a church if they're not in it? Amen? Amen. Hebrews 11 this morning, they want to look at Matthew 24. Then we're also going to look to Genesis chapter 6. We're going to begin in Hebrews 11, Matthew 24, Genesis 6. A lot of scripture this morning. No such thing as too much word. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11. It's going to read one verse. verse. Chapter 11, verse 7. It says, By faith, Noah, 
being warned of God of things not seen as yet. Moved with fear. That's reverence, by the way. Noah, by faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by which he condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness, which is by faith. By faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, prepared an ark. Can you turn with me to Matthew chapter 24? We're going to read the first um, 14 verses. The first 14 verses of Matthew. I would, Matthew 24, most theologians, scholars, people that are smarter than me, call this the backbone of prophecy. Matthew 24. The backbone of, let me say it a different way, the backbone of eschatology. Eschatology, that's a $20 preacher word for end time events, end time timelines. Matthew 24. When Jesus begins this, this part of the Olivet Discourse, he begins to deal with the question posed. First 14 verses talk about the time at, that we are still in, the church age, and then it will then he shifts gears into a, a coming time that we have not yet seen. And then when he wraps up 24, he comes back around to the time that we live in. You have to read carefully in Matthew 24 or you will, or you will get out of order. But let's read Matthew 24, verses 1 through 14. Are you ready? It says, And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him, for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say to you, that there shall not be one left here, one stone upon the other, that shall not be thrown down. Jesus himself is prophesying literally of what happened in 70 AD when Rome came in and destroyed Jerusalem and destroyed the temple. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of your coming? And of the end of the world, better translated, of the end of the age. How I many you know that the world will never end? And Jesus answered. Those words are important. And Jesus answered. So what am I telling you? Let's read on because it means that he didn't avoid the question. They asked, when shall these things be and what shall be the sign? 
And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Not going to stop here long because it's not the, our focus this morning, but the first sign, the first marker of, of, of the days leading up to the coming of the Lord is deception. He answered directly, and Jesus answered and said to them, if we were writing for the newspaper, we would say, and I quote, take heed that no man deceive you. We no doubt live in an age of deception. In the world, in the church, all around us, there's a constant, you know why you don't know what to believe on the news? Because there's been so much deception. For many shall come in my name saying I am Christ and shall deceive many. Oh, he's addressing the church there. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. Listen to what he says. I need to, church, we, it's high anxiety right now. Yes? Read the words in red. Somebody needs to hear it this morning, needs to let it, let it speak to your heart. Are you ready? He says, you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled. For these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. He is telling us up front what to expect. And it's all heavy. But he says, see that you're not troubled, for these things must be. Before we even go any further, somebody here with you this morning, he is telling you that it's all measured. It's all accounted for. And all of this end time sequence is within his plan and within his purview, and it is under his control. See that you're not troubled. For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. I told you this before, home folks, but when you see nation or against nation, it's not talking about the U.S. against China, or it's literally, trans the literal translation is ethnos against ethnos. It's ethnicity against ethnicity. That's an undeniable event going on in our world today. Nation against nation. It's the same idea as whenever the revelator said, I saw around the throne every kindred, every tribe, every nation, and every tongue. He didn't see land masses and governments. He saw ethnicities of people around the throne of God. Nation against nation, kingdom, there it is, against kingdom. And there shall be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in diverse places. All of these, what? What are the these, what we just read? Are the beginning of sorrows. Told you a few weeks ago that we're not, the, we're not at the end, we're barely at the, be, the end of the beginning. 
These are the beginning of sorrows. Let me comment here before we go on. You say, though, there's always been people at war with each other. There has. There's always been people that hate each other, and there has. There's always been uh, afflictions, and there have. There's always, but look at what is beginning to happen at such an accelerated rate and all at the same time. Can anybody deny that the world has changed? Is there anybody that wants to argue that? That it's not like it's ever been? There's a lot of people that will try to say, well, it's always been this way. We just didn't have the information. We just didn't. No, it has not always been this way. I don't have to point out to you, you know that, there, that there's racial tension all over the world. Nation against nation. I don't have to tell you, you watch the news, you know, you know the, uh, about what's going on in Europe as we speak, and you know if you're watching anything that the Chinese are waiting for the moment to make their, 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 their mark on, on Taiwan. You know that, uh, that Iran is, is chomping at the bits to, to rearrange the, the order of the Middle East. You know that we're stuck in the middle of all of it. You have to be blind not to acknowledge all of those things. And because of nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, there shall be famines. Been watching this week. I didn't come to report news. I come to report the good news because we're going to get to it. I told Heather, I mentioned it the other night. I said, well, the very week that, the, that Russia invaded Ukraine, and I began to read about Ukraine. By the way, we had a, a would you be interested? We have, uh, I have a friend that's a missionary in Ukraine that is here because of the war, and he called me and said, uh, I'd like to come talk to your people. I think we're going to arrange that. He was in Crimea. He was, when, when Russia invaded the Crimean Peninsula, he was the very last car allowed off of the peninsula. And now he is one of the very last to be able to get out of the Ukraine. And even as we speak, that refugees are in his basement. <laughs> But if you read and are bothered to know anything, that you know because of ethnicity against ethnicity, nation against nation, there shall be famine. I told Heather the very week that the, that the invasion took place when I began to see what was happening, I went to read, and, we, and you know by now that Ukraine is somewhere around 25% of the world's grain and wheat supply. And the farmers can't get their crops in or out. And when they've harvested them, that, that, that their ports are blockaded, they can't move anything. And they're already beginning to talk, not, not in hyperbolic terms, not in exaggerations, that you can expect. If they, if they ended it now and began to produce, fully produce with all the world's effort, there, there's still going to be a gap in the world's food supply. And the first affected will be the continent of Africa and India. People are going to begin to starve. Called famine. Pestilences. Do you know what a pestilence is? COVID 19. Monkeypox. Somebody sent me a meme the other day that says the problem is mostly donkeypox, and I agree. 
But, God, but, but see, it's people that's bought into lies and doctrines of devils. The, spirit, the, 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 the events of this world are not political. They are spiritual. Yes. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in diverse places. Diverse places, these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and they shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Believe me, it's happening all over the world already, and it, and it will be coming to America in a, greater, in a greater measure than we have ever seen since our foundation. Talk about, I'm talking about persecution because of the name of Christ. Yes, this is somber right now. We're getting to the good part. But I need you to understand where we're at. See, it's the truth that sets you free. Because there's been a lot of bad theology over the years that somehow most of the church somehow in America believes that, that we're exempt. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm not a prophet nor the son of a prophet. But when the Supreme Court of the United States hands down a decision at any moment that overturns abortion laws in this country, I'm not talking to you about political things today, although I would if I wanted to, I don't care. You are going to see, an un, you are going to see a line cross like you have never witnessed in your life. It's not going to be just a few days of friction and a few days of, of badgering on Facebook. See, the God of this world has always, he is always fed on the blood of the innocent. From the time that a brother killed a brother. From the time that there became a showdown on Carmel between Elijah and the prophets of Baal. It was about the blood of the innocent. Because Molech was only satisfied with sacrificial, with, with human sacrifice of babies. When there was a king to be born, Herod went after the, the babies. Whenever there was a deliverer in Egypt, whenever there was, a, there was a deliverer named Moses to come, the Pharaoh went after what? The children. I'm not going to spend much time on it, but I'm going to tell you today, if, if you believe it is a political position to tell you that what we've seen unfold just a few miles up highway, uh, uh, Interstate 10 this week is, 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 is the result of a flagrant disregard in a society for the value of life, then I don't know what to tell you because that is what's true. It is not a political event. It is not a gun event. It is not, it is not a Democrat event or a Republican event. Event. It is a spiritual event where the where the, if you if you don't if you don't I got to tell you if you don't honor the most innocent of life among you you can't expect anybody to honor a life that is walking around if you don't know that then you don't know him Amen. 
At this point, I will tell you when I preached Mother's Day what I preached. I knew going in what I was setting myself up for. If you don't know, if you don't know about spiritual warfare or what, or what brings the enemy out, guns blazing. You preach in, uh, in absolute terms about the things that God cares about. And I'll tell you, I've said it then, I said it in the Sunday school this morning, I'll, I'll say it today, that the Word of God is the doctrine of life. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. The enemy comes but to steal, to kill, destroy. But Jesus said, but I am come that you might have life and life more abundantly. I'm not just talking about pre-born life. I'm talking about all life. It's where we're at. They shall deliver you up for my name's sake. And they're not going to deliver you up before the assemblies of God. Or the Southern Baptists. Or any other thing you can pull up. It's not about religion. It's not about denomination. It's about the name of Jesus Christ. The world doesn't have a problem with religion. The world has a problem with a Savior. The world has a problem with Jesus Christ because He's the only way. It's Him. When you make that stand, people will revile you for it because you know why they do? I'll tell you why. Because they have to deal with the fact that Grandma might not have made it. They have to deal with the fact that mama, that daddy, that uncle, that aunt, that child, that, that spouse, that me might not be prepared because I just believe in any old thing I want to. And the, the gospel of Jesus Christ says that he is the one that paid the price. He is the one that bought it in blood and that he is the only way, not just a way. They will hate you for my name's sake. And the reason I am convinced is that it stirs people is they can't deal with the fact that, that their loved ones might not have made it. I'm not here to put anybody in heaven or hell. But the word is clear. It's not my job to put you here or there. But, God, but sin has already been judged, not going to be. It's already been judged according to the... He wrote it down so we would know what it is. He, he gave us the way, he, gave it, he defined it, and he gave us the solution because we didn't have one without him. He's the way, the truth, and the life. When I've watched all the church events going on this week, it should disturb you. The church has to come back to the cross. The church has to come back to the blood of Jesus. The church has to come back to there's only one way. We have to quit being mousy. We have to quit being afraid that we're going to offend. I've got a question for you that I've always wondered. I don't want to talk to them about that. I'm afraid I'll offend them. I'm afraid that they'll whatever. Where are you afraid they're already on their way to hell? Where are you afraid they're going to go to? The second one? If not you, then who? If not now, then when? 
If you recognize where we're at, it should light a fire of urgency in your bones that, you, that it becomes your number one priority, not who's going to get elected in November. Not what the, not what the NRA fight's going to be in Houston. Your number one priority should be that my family and my friends believe a false way. They could even say scripture things. They could even say God things. They could even say Jesus every now and then. But if they don't know that he's the only way, and if they don't make him Lord, they are not going to make it. And that is why when you say that, that is why they says they will offer you up and you will be hated for my name's sake. That is why. My, for my name's sake. When you preach life on Mother's Day, my life has been nothing but pure hell ever since. I'm not talking about with my spouse. I'm not talking about resigning my church. I'm talking about that, that hell opened the floodgates on, this, on, my, on me, my family, and this church. Whenever you stand, there are things that you stand for that hell will throw everything they got. But I told you last week, I'll tell you again, because it's still in the Word of God, that it's still greater is He that is in me than He that is in this world. It, I will still preach what's right. I will still preach what's true. And, and this word promises me that I will have the power. That's why you need the power of the Holy Ghost working in your life. That's why you need the fullness of the Spirit of God working in your life because it's a promise of power that you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has came upon you and you shall be my witnesses. That means you will go all the way to death with him you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. He said, you don't think you can make it. Get full of the Word. Get full of Jesus. Get full of the power of the Holy Ghost. And hell may come against you, but He has overcome. He's not going to overcome. He has overcome. It was paid for in blood. When it's all said and done, the, te the testimony of the revelator is that we were made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. You're going to make it. Church, if you, if you don't sell out to him, if you think hiding in a hole and keeping your mouth shut is going to spare you, I'll remind you of what Mordecai said to Esther. He said, if you think because you're the queen... If you think because you live in the palace, if you think that any of the luxuries of you keeping your mouth shut because of your position is going to spare you, you are wrong. Because the decree was for all of them. If you think hiding in the corner is going to spare you anxiety, if you think hiding in the corner is going to spare you the, the fallout of this world, no. It is because it's, it's he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High that shall, I shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord you are, that you're my, you're my strength, that you're my shelter. You don't, you're not hearing me. It's 
not when I hide in a cave and withdraw from the world. It's when I, it's he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord. Yes. The psalmist said, many are they increase that trouble me. Many are they which rise up against me. Many are they which say of, my, uh, say of me, there is no help for you in God. I hear that, ah, oh, that God thing. Oh, that, oh, that was good for you, and maybe it helped you live some moral life. I'm talking about family. Many of they which say of my soul, there is no help for you in God. But the psalmist says, but thou, O Lord, I'm talking about when the fires of hell are coming against you, when the darts are being fired, when the persecution comes, when they're coming against you, when all, whenever you don't think you can make it another day. Listen to me. He says, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. You're my glory and you're the lifter of my head. He says, I laid down my head and I slept. Some of you hadn't slept in weeks. I laid down my head and slept, and I waked. He says, I called for you, and you heard me. <laughs> and then shall many be offended. I don't know if you read this book or not, but if you can read this book and call it a fraud, if you can call this book and, and, and think it's made up, if you can read this book, if you can read this book and it's truth and you can't realize that, that, that written, uh, this gospel written some 2,000 years ago is more, is more current than tomorrow's newspaper. Many will be deceived. Nations against nations, kingdom against kingdom, wars, rumors of wars, incurable diseases, that's pestilences, uh, 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 famines, earthquakes in diverse, diverse places. They're going to come against you for my name's sake. He says, and by the way, everybody's going to be offended. And that word offended means caused to stumble. People today are, what are they stumbling over? Everywhere you're there, they stumble over truth because it challenges their error. They stumble over truth because it corrects their behavior. They stumble over truth because they hate authority. They stumble over truth because if you hate authority, you hate God. Because God is a God of authority. God created authority. God is, the, is not the author of confusion. You want to know why people don't even know which bathroom to go in, don't know what sex they are, don't know who to choose for a mate. They, don't, they, they think they're cats and they think... We have, we have litter boxes in bathrooms in Texas in our schools because we have children who think they're cats. And it's not funny. 
God is not the author of confusion. And the church is afraid that somebody's going to think they're political. They are offended. They stumble over what's true. And then many shall be offended and shall betray one another. Shall hate one another. It's happening all around you. Relationships for years. Children against parents. Parents against children. Paul wrote to Timothy and said it's going to be that way. Last days it'll be dangerous. People will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of entertainment. Lovers of money. It says that they'll lose natural affection. That, they, that, that it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be parent against children and children against parent. But Jesus said that, that if you didn't understand who he was, he said, he said, if you don't love me more than you love your spouse, if you don't love me more than you love your parent, if you don't love me more than you love your children, you're not even worthy of me. He said they will stumble in offense. And many false prophets will rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound. Let me help you. Are y'all still here? I got to hurry. It's 12.07. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll step on it. Mm, not even going to get a half. <laughs> because iniquity shall abound. That word iniquity here means lawlessness. Because lawlessness shall abound. Hello. It says the love of many will wax cold. People are going to give up on God because of lawlessness when they need to run to him. But he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. That's where we're at. If you turn the page in Matthew 24, it says, but as it was in the days of Noah, he comes back, he goes through the tribulation, now he comes back to where we're at. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. This is that many, the, 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 before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage up until the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew not until the flood came and took them away. So, sh so shall it also be the coming of the Son of Man. Two shall be in the field, one here and one left. Some people have tried to make that tribulation. There's no way to make that tribulation. There's no way to make that second coming. Two shall be in the field, one taking the other left. A woman shall be gathering in the meal. One shall be taken, the other left. In Genesis chapter 6, it says of Noah, it says, it says that, that, the, that the evilness of men had come up before the Lord and that all of man, all of them, were, that their mind was fixed on evil continually. It says, here's what I want, some good news. It says it's going to be like that again, like it was in the days of Noah. It's going to be where people are lawless. It's going to be where they're, where they're carousing. It's going to be where they're drinking, where they're partying, where they're thinking the world's never going to change. They were warned for 120 years. Nobody got on the boat except Noah and his family. 
He says, as it was in the days of Lot, so shall it be. The days of Noah were about evil and lawlessness. The days of Lot were about confused sexuality and perversion and treatment of the poor. As it was in the days of Lot, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. But the good news, even in back in Genesis chapter 6, it says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. I'm going to tell you from the very beginning, there was the grace of God that will reach into your situation and will make declare you righteous and will keep you safe. Says Noah was a prophet, and, the, and then we know that Noah was a type of Christ. It says that Noah built an ark for the saving of his household. And I'm going to tell you that, that the ark was reminiscent of, of, of life in Christ. It was reminiscent of the church. And it's also reminiscent of the preparation that's being made for you right now. It says that Noah prepared an ark for the saving of his household. And I got good news for you. It says, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. Why? He said, because in my father's house. He says, there are many rooms, many mansions. He says, I'm going to prepare a place for you that where I am there you may be also in all of this since the day he ascended see Noah prepared an ark for the saving of his household since the day he ascended he's been, he has ascended to prepare a place for you to prepare a place for me He's preparing the place and he's already made the way. It doesn't matter how evil this world gets, how dark it gets. It says, don't be worried about it. Do not be troubled with it. Be faithful to who I am when they come against you. He said, it's going to happen. But he has never not made a way for his people. You know that? That's why I have such a problem that people that just dying to be in the tribulation. We got people, saints now, today, Assembly God folks, church folks, we just dying to be in the tribulation. Just dying to go through the tribulation. Just dying to be in the great tribulation. We're going to go through it. They, they decided that we're going to go through it. And I was, it says, as it was in the days of Lot, as it was in the days of Noah. And I believe that means what it says. I'm hurrying. Do you believe that what it says? As in the days of Noah, in the days of Noah, God saved every righteous person from the wrath. Every single one of them. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. He saved every righteous person from the day of wrath. He prepared an ark and put them in it. I'm going to tell you, as it was in the days of Lot, he saved every righteous person from out of Sodom and Gomorrah. Before he rained down fire and brimstone, he pulled them out, every single one of them. And I know that God has not changed, that he's the same yesterday, he's the same for it today, today, he'll be the same tomorrow. And if it was, it was then, and Lot and Noah, and if he's never changed, then he is not going to leave anybody that is his here for his wrath. He's not going to do it. Your eschatology is messed up if you think that he paid the price to save you from wrath only to put it on you. We used to, rock of ages cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. The second verse says, oh, it, it, it says, say, be for me the double cure. Save from wrath. 
and make me pure. Church, it's not bad news. It's good news. And the good news is, is it's still a whosoever will gospel. The good news is, is, that, is that, if any man, that if any man comes, let him come and drink freely from the waters of life. He didn't die for a select few that John Calvin wrote about. He died for whosoever will. And it's not a weak church. The church has been weak. America needs to repent. The church needs to repent. The pulpits need to repent. We need a move of God. But he's not, the church has been weak, but it will not be weak. He said, the Bible says that he's coming back. When he, when's he coming? What's he coming back for? He's coming for a glorious church without spot and without wrinkle. He is going to do it one more time. He is going to do it one more time. It may be the worst of times and the best of times at the same time. You know what it was in the book of Acts? It was glorious. Miracles, signs, wonders. 3,000 saved, 5,000 saved. Fell on a whole household here. Everywhere that signs, wonders, miracles. And it was persecution, all-out war, and hell all at the same time. But guess who wins? Guess who wins? Guess who wins? The, the, the decision is already made. It's not yet to be decided. And I will end this morning with John at the end of the book. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Or even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word today. Lord, I ask right now, stand with me all across this place. I ask right now that you're dealing by your spirit. Lord, I ask right now that you move in hearts and lives even as we speak. Lord, I pray right now that your word has pierced hearts both in this place watching live and that we'll watch later. Lord, that your word has went forth and it will not return unto you void. It will accomplish what you have sent it forth to do. Lord, I pray in this house right now that the peace of God will begin to fall like rain. Lord, I pray that all over this building that the anxiousness, lift your hands to heaven this morning, that the anxiousness and the anxiety and the indecision and, and the oppression and the depression, Lord, I pray right now that your spirit will begin to fall all over this house. Right where we stand, right where we, right where we are at, as people lift their hands in honor to you and in full surrender, that the that the that the spirit of this age is coming against your people right now, that the power of the living God would begin to breathe peace in this house, in families, in marriages, between children, between parents, in church family, all over this house, that you would begin to speak peace into the lives of your people because you are the peace speaker Lord let the wind of the spirit blow in this house 
before we leave, as, let, let him work. If you're, if you're worshiping now, if you're surrendering now, let him continue to work in your life. If you're in this house today and you say, I'm afraid because I'm lost. That's the bottom line. I'm scared. I, I can't see past it. I'm, I'm afraid for what is coming. But, I, but to this morning, you can have perfect peace in the middle of the storm if you'll make peace with him. Are you here? Let me see your hand. Are you here this morning? Are you here this morning? I see you. Are you here this morning? Are you here? Anybody else? Anybody here? All over this house. Every Christian, every, every believer, everybody in this house, pray with me this morning. We've made salvation complicated. Some people have made it cheap. I'm not talking about cheap, but it's not complicated. You hear me? We're saved by grace through faith. It doesn't take a production. It doesn't, ta it doesn't take a production. It takes faith. If you're in this house, I see your hand all over this house. Would you pray out loud with me? Are you with me? Dear Lord, I know that I failed you. Dear Lord, I know that I need you. Dear Lord, I need peace that only comes with you today. Everybody pray it. I need peace that only comes from you today. Lord, I surrender my heart. I surrender my life. Forgive me my sins. I give them to you. I, I acknowledge you as Savior, and I will live for you as Lord. From this day forward, my life is yours. My life is in your hands, and I love you. Thank you for washing me. Thank you for cleansing me. Thank you for saving me. And I give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Listen to me. Give, him a, give the Lord a plan. <laughs> Repeating a prayer after a preacher means nothing if you, if you don't believe it. But if you believe, if, you, if, if faith has sprung in your heart and you believe what you've just said, the word says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you can leave here today with the assurance that you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. And the devil's gonna come against you and say you're nothing different, but I'm gonna tell you there's gonna be something rise up in you that's gonna say I am different, and he's gonna help you. He will, he will walk with you, he will guide you from this day forward. Shake somebody's hand, hug somebody's neck, tell them that you love them, amen. I want to remind you no service tonight.